Hello, and welcome to Ipsa Dixit, a podcast on legal scholarship. I'm your host, Brian L. Fry, Spirits Gilbert Associate Professor of Law at the University of Kentucky College of Law. Uh, my guest today is King, who is an incarcerated person, and he's going to be talking about some of the issues that comrades of his are currently having accessing legal materials while in prison. So welcome to the show, King. Hey, what's up, man? It's always a pleasure to be on here with you. Great, great to have you back, and I've really been enjoying the shows that you've been hosting, so thanks a lot for doing that. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch more coming to it, just um, because of this incident, because of this this, this action that we got, that, that we're, uh, I'm about to talk about right now, um, it has kind of put a lot of things on hold, because um, this, one, this one violation that they're doing, if this spreads wildfire across the Florida and then across the nation, it could be some very heavy stuff going on, you know? Well, so King, why don't you kind of lay the groundwork and help people understand what's happening? So maybe just tell people, uh, remind listeners who might not have heard previous uh, episodes about, you know, how access to legal materials uh, is currently provided to to prisoners and how it's changed over time and sort of what the prison is doing right now to limit access. Okay. Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, every every institution has what they call a law library, and just to get on the call out for these law libraries is is difficult in itself, right? You have to write requests. You have to constantly be on them about putting you on these requests. It's not something you could just walk up to. It's not something that you could just frequent, right? So it's already difficult enough to make it on this call out to get to the law library without any deadlines. If you've got a deadline, then you um, have have access. But this is a a court mandated deadline. It's not any post conviction type 3850 type anything. It has to be strictly a court mandated uh, from the DCA um, type uh, 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 deadline. So. So just getting to the deadline, like I said, I'm just getting to the, uh, the law library is difficult. And then now they've only have. There's probably at any given time about 100, 100, probably about 100 people in the law library. Now, out of those 100 people, there's only five computers, and these computers are strictly for legal research. And um, the reason why they have these is because back in like 2008, 2009, they started getting rid of all the books um, because it was taking up space, because it cost more money, whatever the reason they gave. However, they started getting rid of all these books. So our number one, so they got rid of we no longer have any um like uh, uh digest of all the um the southern seconds and southern thirds all all we have up to like the book 900 from southern second is through uh like advanced sheets right that are always getting ripped apart and just just not really uh, um not sturdy at all and then we have no more um the west digest which enabled us to look up these key terms nor do we have any type of bloggers that helps us understand legal theory and helps us um, navigate key terms as well. And they also got rid of all the shepherdizing systems, right? So everything to do any type of adequate legal research is, has been focused on using these computers, using these computers, using these computers. You only get 30 minutes about, about, you only get 30 minutes a session, right? So you try to do everything you can, get all the information you can to use and grab some of these books and grab some of these criminal law books that they have left over or just advance sheets so we can um, finish working on cases, finish working on our cases, finish helping people with their cases, whatever. So as of lately at Martin CI, 
one of the comrades um, got in contact with me because they know um, I've been trying to organize for and try to push all this stuff that's going on. And they told me that now they are banning a certain class of prisoners to use the legal research computers. And these certain classes, anyone that either had has ever had a computer-related uh, infraction or DR, uh, uh, which is the disciplinary report, or even people that have any type of computer-related uh, 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 criminal charges, right? So these people that come in, let me just paint the picture a little bit. These people that come in with these computer-related criminal charges are no longer allowed to access the material to help fight their case, right? So, and then anyone that's in here, they're no longer getting the ability to fight their case because of they caught a cell phone DR or because they are a registered security threat group member, right? It's been very arbitrary on how they've been deciding who they're letting on these computers and who they're not letting on these computers. And this is not something that's going on in the whole state of Florida. This is something that's going on like a pilot program they're trying at Martin CI, supposedly. So, I mean, not to pull I know what's happening, but I just know it's only supposedly happening at Martin CI right now. So, yeah, so it, it's becoming very, and a lot of things they're blaming it on is the security. Security, security, security. However, if they're trying to say that these computers were accessed to get these type of uh, um, chips out that, that exposed a lot of the stuff that they were doing, man, it's a fucked lie, man. And they're just trying to use this to become thought police. They're trying to use this to become, to, 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 to just prod and aggravate people. They're trying to do this, and they're, they're, they're just, and there's so many different violations, constitutional violations that they're 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 uh, committing right now. You know, you would say they're committing. Um, uh, 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 they're denying us access to courts. They're denying us due process because they never warned anyone that they were going to start doing this for these type of DRs. You would say that you know there's criminal. Uh, I mean, there's cruel and unusual punishment uh, there because we're getting punished again for something that we supposedly already did our time for. And they're they're they're, they're you know with these it's, it's just there's so many different constitutional violations as, as well as their own library operations that they're violating here, man. So I want to get into the changes in a minute, but just for the record, I want to just get a sense of what kind of access you actually have, because this strikes me as kind of outrageous, right? You're saying there's a hundred people coming into the library and only five computers available and people are getting 30 minutes of access. How are people supposed to do legal research in 30 minutes? Yeah, and that's 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 a big problem, you know. And I'm gonna say hundred is 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 on a full day, it's on a on a busy day, but it's no less than fifty ever, right? So fifty people in this library, even on 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 a, on, a, on a very low capacity day, um, yeah, you're you're telling these people that they have to have only thirty minutes to research whatever they need to research, and it's it's just absurd, man. It's always been crazy. Now, what what the argument is that with the computers, it will cut down time that it takes to um, learn, uh, 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 search for these material, search for these case law, and then we can go grab the advanced sheets or go grab these old books and use it to, to, to help ourselves, right? But everything we have to do, so basically all that we do in these 30 minutes is try to figure out what key terms to use, which is already a problem for most inmates that don't have any type of, most prisoners that do not have any type of um, legal, like, like legal, like any, that, that know anything about using these Lexus Nexus systems, they're already going to have trouble searching for uh, uh, key terms. 
So then when they figure that out, all they can really do is just write down a bunch of case laws and jump on and then maybe hopefully that the books are there or they're not ripped up or they're not missing books or because they don't ever replace books either, you know? I mean, this is just outrageous so it, to me, right? I mean, like, how, crazy, how, how are you supposed to do legal research in those circumstances, right? I mean, and why only five computers? You know, if there's that kind of demand, why can't they add more? Computers are incredibly inexpensive. And all of that material is in the public domain and available for free. There's no reason people shouldn't have all the access to it that they need. Yeah, I, I know they say that the reason why we're not allowed to have more than these five computers is because um, of some contract they have, right? And everyone that we always try to ask for these contracts or we try to look in the rules where these contracts are supposed to be and they've redacted them from us, right? So these rules that they have, these chapter 33, they call it or the Florida Administrative Code. There's so many parts of it now that are redacted for prisoners that we have to pay for this. So we're going to actually do like public information access to it so it's, you know, to try to see this stuff, right? I mean, this is amazing to me. Like, what justification is offered for this kind of limitation? And if they're not providing proper access, why are they getting rid of books? And are there ways to get law books to prisoners who might be able to use them? Well, um, okay. Uh, well, that's kind of like a multifaceted question, right? So, first, I'm going to say that no. You cannot donate books to the law library, all right? You cannot donate books to the law library because they said that they get the books that they need and to donate any book from outside material might not be, um, it, it, you know, they had a, the reason why they said they got rid of all the flodgers, all the jurisprudence, and all the OS digests were because they were secondary sources and not um, um, actual case law. However, these secondary sources what we needed to find the case law. You know, everyone knows you can't just open up a freaking uh, um, a Southern Second or, 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 or Florida Southern Third and just look for um, constitutional violations of the way that these books are, um, the way that these books are, 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 you know, formatted. You know, we can't do this stuff. So all these different case laws, we have to find out how to use them. And um, they... Hold up for a second. I'm kind of busy right now, bro. I'm busy right now, bro. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to get back at you. All right, so my pad, man. I got this dude that I paid for some chocolate cakes, and he's trying to bring them to me, man. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I know. So I totally ruined those because I really want those chocolate cakes. But, okay, let me stop, right? All right, so now, is there ways to donate books to prisoners? Yes, there's ways that books can be donated to prisoners. However, every prisoner is only allowed to have what can fit in a two by three and a half foot box, right? So we have this, 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 this small foot locker that we are only, everything of our lives have to fit into it. So to say that we're going to have these humongous digests and these, hungry, these, these humongous um, um, law books and not have anything else, no canteen, no food, no anything like that, it, it would be difficult, right? Um, however, there is an organization I've been working with in Florida called LEA, right? And it's L-E-A-H, and they work um, with trying to find these um, jailhouse lawyers and try to be able to set up maybe um, like um, um, certain uh, law students or certain, uh, certain, certain, um, 
I guess, uh, uh, lawyers as well that will plug in with these certain people and help them get material that they need. However, a lot of it's like case by case, just print this out for me, just print that out for me type stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just it sounds incredibly difficult already for you to get access to the materials that you need. You don't have enough time. You don't have the access to the resources, you know, you, and more than anything else, I mean, I'm sure there's not a whole lot of people who went to law school who are in prison with you to help you understand. Yeah, for sure, man. This is our law school. This right here is our law school, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's getting worse from what I'm hearing, right? At yeah, least for some people, they're getting no sure. access. So talk to me a little bit more about what the change is like. What are they doing? Why are they doing it? And how are they justifying it? Well, the, the, the why are they doing it? There's no, no one knows. They're just saying that out of nowhere, they just brought this. Okay, what they did, they um, used this form. There's a form that they're using. It's called like, it's like a, it's like a user agreement, a computer agreement form. However, this form was not created for computers. These forms were created for clerical uh, um, like, like people, like uh, prisoners that do um, actually work for the prisons to help the prisons keep running. Their computers are, are kind of have word processors and these other, these other ways to um, create documents. Where, so they have to sign a user agreement that none of this that they won't use none of this stuff illegally, right? So these these computers though these these ones we're talking about the computers in question the legal research computers are so locked down there's no type of there's nothing on there that you can use except for the LexisNexis system. So their their idea is that these these computers can get can can be used for doing other stuff is, is is absurd because they set up the system to lock these computers down from the beginning. That's why no one from the beginning has ever had to sign this stuff. So it's just some genius that works here at um, um, DOC in Florida started pushing these 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 different agendas, and I guess it caught fire. I guess one of the different things that they're trying at, at Martin CI is 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 let's let's see if we can stop them from using the computers. Let's see if we can hinder them from, from, from trying to, um, and of course they're gonna start small. They're gonna start with a certain class of inmates. They're gonna start with the people that have cell phone DRs or any type of computer related DRs or charges. Okay, cause that's a small class, right? But um, a, 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 so many people have been hurt because you know, there's phones everywhere in the state of Florida. Mm. So anyone that's ever caught a cell phone DR, not using it nefariously, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's just say these people were talking to their family. Let's just say that they were just using it to get on social media or even to do podcasts with Ipsy Dixis, right? Now you're telling me that I can no longer ever use a computer to fight any of my cases. You're telling me that I can no longer use any, have access to this legal material that you no longer provide. You know, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it sounds to me like what your friend is describing is a situation where the prison is using certain infractions as an excuse for denying access to to the legal computers and to legal materials in general because they're only providing access to legal materials to computers as a way of punishing people. I mean, is that the right way of and sort of exactly, thinking about it? That, and that's exactly, that's exactly where I was going to connect it at. This has created a punishment 
you know, a punishment that no one was ever forewarned about that is, is being used whimsically how they want to use it, right? So, yeah, it's creating a, a, a punishment. And there's so many case laws. There's so many um, um, just, just uh, uh, administrative codes that it's going against saying that, you know, they have to abide by their rules. They cannot just go, they cannot go above the Florida administrative code and just start creating stuff compound by compound. And that's exactly what they're doing at Martin CI. Mm-hmm. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was under the impression that prisoners had a right to access to legal materials. And that's, that's the big thing, that they are infringing on this right, right? So there's some states that don't even have law libraries. However, in these certain states, the reason why they get away with it is because they're supposedly um, uh, supposed to have, like, I guess these are the states that where through every um, through every part of your post-conviction um, um, relief, you are assigned a lawyer when you're doing um, motions or when you're doing petitions or whenever you're doing you should totally get signed a lawyer florida doesn't have that florida makes you do everything pro se after your direct appeal you have no more rights to an attorney so that's why florida has 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 made it a right a uh, 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 prisoner's right to be able to access this legal material which is basically our access to the legal system and, and to the courts and that's it right I mean, you've got no other access, do you? Right. So, I mean, like, so, so, so how about that? Right. I mean, like what kind of access do you feel like you really have? I mean, under the circumstances, well, you know, it it just, it just seems like such a lie. For sure. For sure. And, And right now, if any inmates that are, are, in violation or quote-unquote you know not allowed to use or banned from these 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 legal computers if they get on the computer they're going to go to the hole they're going to go to confinement for 30 to 60 days for trying to access to uh uh, trying to access the courts Mm, mm. well so okay so king i i do want to take just a second to reflect on this though so like you say that in some other states prisoners have access to post-conviction post-conviction legal representation in Florida, you, at least in theory, have access to legal materials to represent yourself. Like from your perspective and from what you know, talking to other people, what's better for prisoners, right? I mean, would you rather have kind of nominal access to post-conviction representation or would you rather have access to legal materials yourself? Okay, so I, I don't know how true and how much access to legal representation the, the other states are getting. This is just stuff that I heard about or maybe stuff that I've read in how they're dealing with um, not having law libraries in certain state prisons like in Mississippi, right? Um, so I don't exactly know how much legal actually like legal help they're getting from lawyers if it's just letters or if if these lawyers are just sending them case law or if they're actually doing the motions for them right so i don't i don't i don't know exactly so but i would say that of course it would be great to have a lawyer of course it would be amazing to have a lawyer every step of the way because there's so many case laws that there's so much case law that states how difficult post-conviction is how complex it is so that's why when you go back for evidentiary hearings they appoint you attorneys so if you're appointing the attorneys for evidentiary hearings 
why not appoint me them for just certain spots in these um in these post conviction areas, right? If I if I know I have a, a thirty eight hundred and, and I can show that I have a, a, a illegal sentence, which is a thirty eight hundred motion in in the state of Florida, why can't I show the courts this and they appoint me a lawyer to actually do this for me, right? Um and there's just a lot of different ideas or different ways that I thought were can actually help us in the future, but I'm so stuck on having to do it myself right now or having to help these other prisoners in here that I don't really have time to think about what would be better. You understand what I mean? Because mm. it, it's so limited to access we get. So it's so it's so difficult. The only thing I know is to get down here and help people I can. And mm. if this happens at my prison, I'm going to tell you I'm not going to be allowed to jump on these computers. Mm. If this happens at, at, at where I'm at now, I'm not going to no longer be allowed to jump on any of the computers because I've been caught with a couple of cell phones. Mm. So that's what has me so worried that, okay, they're already not letting me work in the law library because of certain uh, STG files or arbitrary security threat group because of tattoos or whatever, right? But also now they're going to take it a step further and not allow me even to use the computer to help people because of cell phone infractions. And how does that work? I mean, as I understand it, what you're saying is the idea is that a cell phone is a computer. Therefore, because you have a cell phone, you've you've committed a computer offense. Therefore, you're technically like they can exclude you on some administrative grounds from using a legal computer as well. How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. It's just what they're grasping for right now. It's what they're reaching for right now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, because um, because they have unauthorized use of computer DRs that are separate from cell phone DRs. So it shows that the DOC clearly doesn't think that they're both the same thing, right? Mm. 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 And and so it just it's just crazy. It's just something that they're doing and they're trying. And you see this happen a lot. You see that. You know, and I've I've been you know last time um in the in the in the um interview that I did last time with uh, ECC one one we hinted a little bit on these social experiments that they do upon us right these social experiments to at different prisons they try things they try to prod they try to use these different different techniques to see if it works and if it works on a small scale then let's take it to the region and then let's take it to the whole prison eventually you know and this is how they have taken things from us by doing these little experiments by doing these little constitutional violations to see how 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 far they can push us mm-hmm. well so king i was wondering like in your experience and in your expectation do you think that prisoners having access and better access and broader access to more legal information would be helpful for prisoners in making out better cases for themselves? And do you think it would be helpful in ways that maybe even just having some additional legal representation might not be, right? In other words, is there independent value to prisoners having access to legal information, legal cases, you know, legal research, and the ability to work for themselves. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, one thing that I've learned from just being in prison that nobody is going to fight your case as hard as you're going to fight your case. Nobody is going to search through the nooks and crannies or fine-tooth homeless. And even if it takes 
months and months and months on a single claim. We're going to make these sure these claims are perfect because this has to do with our lives usually. You know, it has to do with us being in here, the difference for 20, 30, 40, 50 years or, or trying to find some reason why there was some type of constitutional violation. And then, you know, I, I even take it a step further. What about those guys that are innocent in here? Right? What about every single person in prison that is innocent, that has been convicted wrongly in here? And and you're telling me that, that, that they're not going to be able to have access to these legal computers? You know, these legal research? It's like, you know, it, it's, I, I, it's so hard for me to believe that they're doing it. However, I know that they're doing it. I know that they're doing it. The comrade's not going to call me and tell me they're doing something. He even sent me a picture of these these, these forms that they're making them every every person um, um, sign and has to go through the ICP and get get picked by the um, um, classification officers to say if you're allowed to do this or not. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it's becoming a problem down there because there's so many people in prison that this is their life. Learning, trying, building to get out of prison is, is this, this is what the life revolves around. Um, so yeah, man, I think there is a a, a type of um, almost uh, a revolutionary, uh, a revolution of the mind type independent aspect to learning law and fighting the case, man, fighting literally fighting for your freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, so I know the people at Martin CI are objecting to this. And that they have plans to, you know, try to spread their objections. I wonder if there are things that people outside of prison can do to help to amplify their voices and to help people realize what's taking place. I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, actually, yeah, there is something going on. Um, and that's why I, I, I really, really wanted to have this with you because um, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, there's going to be a phone zap. Um, there's going to be a phone zap for Martin CI. It's going to be put out by the um, iWalk in Gainesville, and it's going to be pushed around the whole, um, all the iWalks, um, the IWOC, and the um, incarcerated, uh, um, it, it, it's basically the Incarcerated Workers Union. And um, this is, is, is our union in here. And these people have, have helped us and band together, and I'm working with them to um, build and organize a phone zap for this that's going to be taking place Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And it's going to be posted on my um, Twitter. It's going to be posted on my Twitter handle, and, and I will um, make sure that you get a copy of it. And it's going to be posted on a lot of different um, a lot of different blogs, WordPress, it's, 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 um, Facebook, uh, Instagram. It's going to be everywhere because this type of stuff needs to be heard. There needs to be people calling up here and wondering why that these, 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 these certain class of prisoners are being denied legal access. Because nowhere in the Constitution does it say what kind of prisoners are supposed to get legal access and not, you know? So that, that, that's what's going to happen. That's what needs to be happening. And that's why I need to push this out here for, for, for the comrades down there in Martin CI. Because right now, if they let this happen, if it just gets brushed under the rug, if it only has a voice within Martin CI, it, it's never going to, it, it, it's never going to mount to nothing. You know, there's certain targets in Tallahassee, uh, there's a dude named Dean Peterson. There's, uh, I was given the name Warden Holtz and Dr. Layton. And I'm sure all this information is going to be on the uh, phones app and, you know, these different posts. And it's going to have targets. It's going to have um, things that everyone needs to call and figure out why 
why in the hell are these dudes not getting access? All right. All right. Well, you can be, you can bet that I'm going to be pushing this phone's app as best I can and getting the word out and I'll get this podcast posted as soon as I can. This has been as always a very eye opening conversation and I'm pretty appalled that the, the prisons are acting in this way, but I guess that's par for the course, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is this is what's been happening for years, you know, and, and now now through cell phones and through different, different, different organizations, man, we're finally getting a voice in here, you know, so I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Take your time to, to, to listen to this and, and, and help boost this type of stuff, because, I mean, how far are they going to take it? How far are they going to push us, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, stay strong, King, and I'll talk to you soon. For sure, man. Hey, man, this has been great, man. Behind the trenches, man.